And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the OK Gamers Podcast. As always, I'm here with two of the best boys, Daniel and Pidrick. Mm. Hello. There they are, them boys. We them boys. Who that? A lot to discuss this week, especially. Don't even. No, nah, I'm not letting you do that, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna let you. Fine. Go <laughs> Whatever. Pat, Mortal Kombat. Oh, Tell me about so it. So good. It is very good. It's so fucking good. Pat, you beat it today. I specifically want to hear Pat tell me about it. Well, we both... Well, I played a bunch. Okay. Dan and Pat, tell me about it. Um, Pat, you go, you go first. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I played and beat the story today. Well, I didn't play and beat it today. I, I started the other day. I beat it today. Um, It's really good. Like, I'm like... I, I'm like... Still thoroughly impressed, like, how well they do with, like fighting game story and they've been I guess they really started doing that with MK9 like none of the other Mortal Kombat's really had like I guess Deadly Alliance had like a story but it wasn't very good um I guess what I mean to say is Mortal Kombat stories didn't really actually start becoming good until Mortal Kombat 9 and the fact that they were able to continue that trend all the way through to 11 is a very impressive especially for a fighting game um the game is just super solid. Like all the like everything I do, like feels right, and like I don't feel like I'm getting like gypped at anything for the most part. Um, inputs are just good. It just feels good. I, I it's hard to explain. Um, and you're playing on. I'm PS4, playing on right? PS4. Yeah, I am as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, like all the fucking the fatalities are awesome. Like even like even the ones that are, like aren't that great are still like better than a lot of the fatalities in like Mortal Kombat 10 which you know didn't have like too many bad ones so even like the the kind of the the lamer of like the grouping of fatalities and stuff like are still like pretty good just in comparison to like the really really good ones in this game like they're just not quite as great yeah me, me and Pat spent like three hours just like fighting each other and doing fatalities on each other and it was awesome yeah, That's cool. um, I I can get down with that. Yeah, so they have two new additions to the roster, but technically three brand new characters. Because Kronika, you can't actually you don't actually play as she's just like the antagonist of the story. Um, they added this guy named Giris, who's like Kronika's lackey. He's like some like. You can, like, manipulate time and stuff, which is pretty cool. So, like, that lets him do, like, some pretty cool stuff, um, <clears throat> like, in fights. He's the one that straight up looks like he was made to be an action figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, he does, like, he can cool. do some cool stuff, like, where he'll, like, like, he'll, like, pause you, like, and, like, you'll be stuck so he can, like, land a couple hits or start a combo or whatever. Um, right. And then the other new character is Cetrion, who is... An elder god, and an elf like flower lady. She she basically just like has control over like the elements, kind of like she's not like she hits you with a lot of stuff. She hits you with like some vines. She throws rocks at you. She hits you with water, wind. Like she just like slaps you around with like she's a she's a very big zoning character. So like a lot of her attacks like aren't like you know she's not physically punching you in the face. It's more like 
like I said, like throwing a rock at you and then hitting you with some vines and then blasting you with water to like push you away and then like keep that distance between you. Um, but yeah, she's pretty cool. And then they. How many chapters was the story? Uh, I don't Total? remember. Over Honestly. 10? It's like probably like 10. I don't remember specifically. I wasn't counting the chapters I was going through. So. Okay, because I'm on. I think the one I finished when we played Pad, I was like six. Who who did you finish uh, as? Uh, Scorpion at Sub Zero, I think was the last one I did. Okay, so you have like six more after that, I think. Something like okay, that. fair enough. Um, but yeah, the the game did really good. Like I thought that the the pacing for like the story was actually like pretty good. Like it wasn't anything like. You know, again, it's like it's a fighting game story, so they can't like draw out like a like a sixty hour story out of it. So like for like an eight to ten hour story for a fighting game, like I thought it was metered out pretty well. Um, they give you a good opportunity to uh, kind of feel out like a lot of different characters throughout the story. Um, that's like in- including like Jax, uh, Jackie Briggs, Cassie Cage, Johnny Cage, Sonya, Kotalkan, Kotalkan. Um, L- Say that five Kodokan, times. Kotokan, 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 Scorpion, Sub Zero. Like they they give you a pretty wide range of like characters to play as, um, <clears throat> and they're all like you know very unique in their own right. Like I never in a million years thought I would like. I I've never liked playing as Jax in any of the Mortal Kombat games, and he's like easily one of my favorite characters in this in this one. Um, Yo, best ending. Is it, are you talking about like his arcade, his tower ending? I don't know. I just saw online people talking about Jackson. All right, yeah, I gotta do that because I, I just. Uh, oh yeah, there's, I forgot. There's a fucking. There's actually three new fighters on the roster, and one of them is my like one of my like I'm trying to make him like my main because I think he's cool as shit. His name is Collector, and I don't know why I forgot about him. Um. Is it just Benicio del Toro from uh, Marvel? No, no, he's like a blue man, and he's got six. That's unfortunate. He's a blue man. He's got six arms. Um, Two of them hold a backpack on his back. What? (laughs) Yeah, and he just are they like yeah, they're little arms. They're little arms holding backpack, Ah. and then he's got four like bigger like normal size arms. Two of which are in his bag that he just like pulls stuff out and like uses when he's fighting, and then the other two are just kind of out, and that those are like primarily like what he uses to fight. So he's not. Fuck. Who's the six arm man? You're talking about bro? Goro. He's got four arms. Goro. Four, so why? Did, okay. Collector is a different species, Brian. All right. Well, apparently, so I'm looking it up now, and apparently there was a character called Grum who had six Grum? arms. Grum. And that's on like. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, like but you don't remember Grum? I don't know no Grum. I don't know he's, no uh, Grum. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, he was featured in the Mortal Kombat comic uh, book. That is why I don't know Grum. My. My yeah. grandma used Blood, to call me Blood and Thunder number two. Get your fucking shit my straight, bad, dog. My, my grandma used to call me Grum when I was grumpy. Like actually? No. Oh. That'd be funny <laughs> though. <laughs> um Yeah, I like started getting like a couple of combos down with Collector. Like he's he's actually like a lot of fun. Um <clears throat> Aside from that, I did a bunch of like the tutorial stuff and it gets like super, super in depth, which is like really nice for like it it opens up like the barrier barrier to entry to like just like the fighting game genre like very much so. Yeah, it like, teaches you a lot of like very specific fighting game things yeah, that like a it, normal person wouldn't ever know or try to do yeah. otherwise. So like you can do like the basic stuff which is like, you know, if you're looking to just like get like combos get, and get like familiar with like kind of 
just had to throw a punch and like block and stuff like that. But then like you can go into like advanced and like str like strategy, and it'll go over like specific like um, like the startup on an attack, whether or not it's uh, safe on block or if you have um, like advantage and all this. Like, or if it's fast recovery. Yeah, like, the, like it'll go into like the recovery of certain moves and like you well, know, just you in hit, the like, menu, it it shows you those stats. Like I mean, mm -hmm. like they'd be yeah, nothing like, to someone like me, but like for yeah, someone like, who knows what they're doing, I'm yeah. sure. Like, if you go into, like, a character's, like, move list, it'll tell you if it's safe on block or if it has a hit advantage or what kind of the – like, what the recovery looks like if it's, like, you know, minus this much on, like, you know, if you hit somebody that's blocking, if you are, like, negative – say you're, like, negative 13, but his recovery on block is, like, also negative 13, you guys will both recover at the same time and you can continue fighting. But it'll yeah. give you, like okay. – there's like, that's certain cool. moves will, like, have, like, a hit advantage where, like, you hit – like say he's blocking, you hit him, you recover faster than he recovers from blocking, so you can like you know, either counter him or hit him or whatever you want to do. Uh, but yeah. like the tutorial gets like super were, in depth um, with it, and it's like really actually really nice. From what I've read and from what I've heard, they talked about it uh, a fair amount on Giant Bomb this week, and Ben specifically mentioned how nice the tutorial system. Yeah, was. I'm like it, like to teach. Because he's, like, pretty big into fighting games and, like, you know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So he said, like, yeah, there's, like, common terms that they explain to people that, m like, maybe don't know them. Yeah. You know, that's, like, they can then translate that into any fighting game and it would, like, help mm -hmm. them. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. like, surprisingly, I was, like, really impressed when I was, like, going through it, how, like, in-depth it got. Um, they also have character-specific tutorials that you can do. So, like, it'll give you, like, a run-through of, like, you know, their abilities and, like, some of their, like... Um, I think it's mostly their abilities. I don't think they really like pull you through any combos or anything. Uh, but it'll give you like, like an ability and be like, oh yeah, you know, you can dash cancel out of this, or you can cancel, um, you can cancel this into another ability, or you can cancel a combo into this and then continue your combo. Like it gives you like, it gives you like a rundown of each move and like, you know, what's you can do specifically with those things, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and brutalities are back, and from what I can tell, everybody has <clears throat> everybody has two, one of which is the same across the board, and then one of which is unique to the character. From what I can tell, yeah, Pat punched my head off a couple times doing brutalities, <laughs> yeah. and then he was like, "Oh, how do I do that?" <laughs> yeah, so if you hit like the sounds like sounds like sweaty, if Pat. like the last hit. Like, if you're, like, right before you hit them, like, into, like, the finish him state, if you hit him with, like, the, the down uppercut move, like, that's been in, like, every Mortal Kombat, okay. it'll just, like, blast their head off their shoulders. And then there's oh. another one, like, if you hit, like, okay, okay like, then. last, like, <laughs> if you hit, like, last hit and, like, do a specific, something specific, it'll, uh, could potentially do a brutality. But you have to, like, unlock those through the crypt to know exactly how to do them, which is stupid. And I will get into the crypt because my Yeah, God. that's kind of what I, I really kind of want to talk about, too, because, like, that's the not super great about the game, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I spent... And, like, spe so specifically the gameplay? No, no, no the crypt itself is... Leading, leading into the microtransactions. The, the crypt itself is great. The, like, the actual, like, act of running around the crypt is awesome. You're in third person. You kind of play as, like, a nameless fighter who goes there, and it's, uh... uh what is it, Pat? Shang Tsung's Island. Shang Tsung's Island. And that's really cool. That's, like, super atmospheric. Like, it's almost like a... It's like, like it's not... Like, you know, you're not doing anything crazy, like, gameplay-wise. But it's just that... It's kind of cool to walk around there. And then some of those are... 
original levels, Pat, right? OG levels that are now 3D? Am I correct to say that? Um, yeah. This, it's, they were talking about that on, I believe, Bombcast. So the the entire island is just filled with fucking Easter eggs from, like, when you walk in there until, like, you find, like, a baby corner somewhere that's got, it's got something. Um, so, like, myself, like, I had, I had ran around the other night when I was, like, after we had finished playing Dan, and I was in there for a little while. Um, yeah, me too. I made it down into Goro's Lair, and they talk about in the game, um, I think he, I don't remember... What happens? Either way, you, like, run up on his corpse, like, sitting in his throne. Um, and it's, like, you know, it's cool because you see it out in the distance and you kind of, like, you're, like, running and it, like, comes into focus. And, like, you know, as you approach it, Shang Tsung stops you and, like, like he's, like, oh, Goro, he was one of my finest champions, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then as you continue, it actually starts tying into, like, the movie, which is really cool, like, the first movie. So you yeah. go into, like this dining hall that's like straight out of the fucking like when they first get to Shang Tsung's Island and like they're in, you know, at the dining hall, like right before the tournament starts in the first movie. And you can find, uh, Kano's skeleton, like sitting at one of the tables with like with a Turkey leg in his hand, which is again (laughs) straight from the movie. Like, um, but there's again, there's like just a bunch of Easter eggs like laying around. Um, you haven't got there yet. Uh, there's, it's I don't know. It's just full of cool shit. But yeah, the the biggest problem I would say is pretty much most of the equipment and gear and like skins that you can get for the characters, which is a, a th- something that they pulled over from Injustice into this game, um, is acquired either through the crypt or the towers of time. So the the one thing that really really bothers me about the crypt is the currency. Because it's not particularly easy to come by. No. Um, coins are kind of whatever. Like, you can kind of just get coins from doing anything. Uh, it's the souls and the hearts. So hearts you have to acquire by either doing a fatality or a brutality on somebody, which only gives you either one or two, depending on which one you do. And you can get them from Towers of Time challenges, which can give you like upwards of like 200. But a lot of those Towers of Times are like fucking hard as shit. Yeah, like crazy modifiers. Yeah, so the reason this is a problem is that you get like one or two hearts for like a fatality. You get one heart from a fatality and two hearts from a brutality. And the chests that require hearts to open are like either 100 hearts or like 250. So it's just like an absurd number. Well, the, the, with the hearts specifically, the only reason why I don't see that as much of an issue is because you you know what is in each chest that's all those are static for all players okay that i didn't know yeah there's actually a map right now if you go on like the the mk11 uh reddit like they actually somebody's already mapped it out obviously so like you can you could just do what you want so it's not like you're spending a ton of hearts to get shit that you don't want for characters you don't play gotcha you could you can look up and find out which chest that cost uh hearts is what you want you want to open so you're not just opening chests blindly like you do with the coin ones so how it works brian is you go into the crypt and then there's just chest everywhere and they all cost varying uh, amounts of coins to open like as low as a thousand up to like i think the highest i saw was like 14 or fifteen thousand. And, like, the higher level ones, you usually get more stuff or you have a better chance of getting something cool. But you could open up, like, a 14,000 one, get, like, a fucking, like, one cosmetic thing for a character you don't play, and consumables for, like, the the Tower of Time challenges, and that's it. 
you know, you're like, I don't want any of this stuff. Like, it, but I, now I just wasted yeah. a lot of my coins. And like, that's where the issues come in is that in previous games, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but in most, in the crypts, everything was the same. Like, correct. if you went to like, you know, row 46, uh, tomb nine, and that was a Sub Zero skin for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now it's just completely random. And it's so random and takes so long, and there's so many cosmetic items that people feel like it's pushing you. To purchase real, uh, like actual use actual money to purchase uh, currency, but the currency that you purchase isn't actually like currency, like just to buy stuff in the crypt. It's 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 money for the uh, for the store that resets every twenty four hours and has different cosmetics items for sale. I think it's three skins, two fatalities, and one something else, I believe, and that cycles out every so often, and you can per- and you can buy those with real money, but it's random what comes up in the store, and it... So, there's a twinge of Destiny Eververse in there, where it's like, you could buy silver, which gets you A, B, and C, which you know will be in the store, but then there's X, Y, Z that's in the random mm-hmm. pool that you want, yeah. but you have to, it's just, uh, roll the dice. Yeah, so it, you can't actually buy yourself out of the grind. I think Kotaku posted an article like that exact title yesterday. Like, there's no, there, like, you, you have to grind for the things you want unless you get lucky and they happen to be in the store. But, like, I think yeah. I think they calculated it. And it was a pretty interesting article. There's, I think there's 57 uh, total skins for each character. Yeah. And that's, like, everything. Like, each a va- a color variation. Not, like, that, like, legitimately 57 unique skins. That would be unreal. Um, but somebody calculated the amount of money you would actually have to spend, and I guess you can believe this if you want, but technically the math is there. I think it would cost six $6,440, I might be wrong, if if you spent money in the real the real money store, that's how much money it would cost to unlock every cosmetic or every skin in the game. And, like, that's, that's like, a, the actual, uh, you know, like, money. Like, that's the actual price point. Like, it's it's... It's crazy, and like that's and people. I mean, like, given that's kind of like a flashy headline to like really kind of be like, oh, what the fuck? But it's really not as bad. Like Ed Boone also tweeted about it. Was like, yo, that's you know that that's bullshit. But like, it's kind of bullshit, but kind of not at the same time. But it, Ed Boone also also tweeted like when the game was releasing, it probably was the night of that they were going to rework the economy. Yes. right. Um, we don't know specifically what he's going to be reworking. I would only well, they, assume that it's going to be like the amount of currency you drop. Or they already did. They, oh, they, they did? already announced that. Yeah, they okay. announced that the next patch that's rolling out is uh, you get more currency. I believe. Okay. I think that's all they really did. And you also, everyone is also getting uh, a large amount of currency to start off with. So I think it's giving everyone five hundred thousand coins, uh, five thousand green skulls, and five hundred hearts. I think I want to say. I, 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 my, my numbers might be off, but it's something like that. I'm almost positive it's 500,000 coins. So I guess it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I guess this is kind of fucked up. Here you go. Yeah. But, like, it's just amazing. Like, they did it, like, you know, for, like, some, like they've been making these games for a long time. And they know what people like. Like, did like did they just think no one was going to care or, or people were going to be okay? Like, if you're a casual player, like, for someone like me, like, I know I'm not going to deep dive and put hundreds and hundreds of hours in this game. Like, I'm probably never going to get that cool Sub-Zero skin that, I, that I'm eyeing unless that pops up in the store and I feel like paying money for it that particular day. Like, I know I'm never going to get that because I'm never going to want to grind hours and hours and hours and hours to get it. You know, like, I, I, like, I don't, like, I don't know, like, if they... Like it's almost like like what like put to put out a game to immediately go like yeah I know this isn't like great so we're gonna fix it like like come on you like, you should have known prior that it wasn't okay I mean they almost immediately 
backpedaled on that and said, like, yeah, we're going to fix this. Like, yeah, which is... Why even bother? Why not fix it beforehand and put it out where they know no one, like, everyone's going to be... Uh, that just that still doesn't... that I don't know. That, that boggles my mind a little bit. Which is strange because there's a lot of people, like, that had early copies and, like, I'm sure we're running through the crypt and we're probably like, this is a fucking... This is kind of absurd. Like, what the hell? And, like, I'm sure got in touch with them and, like, said something because everybody that got review copies were all people that were, like... You know, either invited previously to like an event, or you know, invited yeah. to NetherRealm Studios to check the game out. Like, so you like they have a way, they have ways of contacting these people. Like, you'd think that they'd, hey, you know, the the economy's yeah. kind of shitty. Like, maybe we should do something about and it. And everything that I've seen, like I've listened to a bunch of podcasts this week, and like your reviews, and like pretty much every single podcast and person who's played it and review that I've read kind of like echoes that same sentiment like like everybody has kind of said like exactly what you said Pat. everything's great story's great game is great it's what it's probably the best mortal combat there to date that there is but the 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 in-game currency and the cosmetics is just too much it's just not good right now uh it's kind of yeah it's rough and you know what like it's just at this point i'm just kind of running around like just checking stuff out in there. Like, I'll buy, I'll, I'll, like, open up some chests and stuff if I have the currency to do it, but I'm just trying to run around and, like, get through it because I just want to try to see as much of like, the cool stuff as I can. Yeah, the um, good stuff. You want to try to get the good stuff out of did it. Did you get to the, did you ever find the bottom of the pit or no? In the crypt? No, I got to, like, that, that, that one, like, where I had to break through a wall and then there was, a like, green things flowing around. Like, I got to that and then I okay. got off for that night. So, yeah, there's, like, um, they very nonchalantly like kill off like major characters like just in the game like they don't really like they're just like oh yeah so and so's dead like that's yeah that's the thing and like or they just don't show like brand new characters like there's two characters from MKX that were introduced in MKX and are nowhere one of them isn't even mentioned at all and the other one is mentioned very briefly and it's uh Takeda who's Kenshi's son and Kung Jin, who I think is Kung Lao's son, but I'm not 100% sure. And they just don't, like, they're nowhere to be seen. They mentioned Takeda uh. one time because he's supposed to be marrying Jackie. And Kung Jin is just they is just radio silent. Like, they just don't even mention his name. Um, so they do, like, th- there's people that just don't talk about. There's characters that they just, like, killed off off screen that were, like, major characters. Um, one of which they kill on screen in the crypt. And I was like, what the fuck when it happened? <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, it's like I don't know. The, the crypt is very, very cool. It's just the fucking the economy is bad, like real bad. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Again, like I, I don't think it's ever going to get to a point where like I don't know. For, like you know, fighting games, Mortal Kombat. Like I'll play the story, I'll play a bunch, I'll do some stuff. But like, I, it's not, it's not Mortal Kombat's not a game for me. Like I don't know. I know you're kind of different, Pat. Like where like I'm not gonna keep like playing it. I'm not gonna grind out like every character in like in the towers. Like I'm not gonna get online and start going crazy there you know so like it, one way or the other it doesn't really bother me i know i'm not gonna grind for it even if it was easy to grind for the stuff that i want um so this is kind of you know doesn't you know, i'm unfazed either way but like it's just kind of like i don't know come on ed boone like you've done this before like you know what people want you know people weren't gonna want to do that i don't get it like they you know you're you're not catering to really anybody even the most hardcore of hardcore players like a grind is okay but when like the grind is okay when like you know what you're getting like if the grind was there but like you knew which chest was what sure mm-hmm. that was okay no one complained about that in the past but to grind all the time and then sit in the fucking crypt and opening chests and things random. just to get a bunch of random yeah. shit you don't want 
No, like who who wants to do that? You know, and then and then you're that's when you're gonna start taking out your wallet and you're gonna be looking at the store mm-hmm. and you go like, Oh shit, okay, here's this uh you know, jack skin that I was that I thought was cool. Oh I'll, okay, I'll pay the ten dollars for it. Like, yeah. you know. And maybe that maybe that wasn't their game plan. I you know, I doubt you know, of course you're you're picturing, you know, all of them sitting in like a conference room, like, how do we get the most money out of these fucking shills? You know, but like uh, you know, obviously, like that probably wasn't yeah. the case, <laughs> but like, it, but it just it does seem just kind of greedy. Yeah, like, it's it, it's a very it's a very weird decision, definitely. Um, the I would say the only other real negative thing I can say about the game is probably the towers of time. Um, I've actually tried those yet. I was I heard I they're was, hard. I was messing around with a few earlier, and just like the modifiers, like they just don't like. It's the the game can already be difficult, just you know as a fighting game is, but then they add like modifiers to some of these towers and like you know this gear like there's some gear tied to these things and they're and they're all time they're they're all like timed events I guess you can call it, um. But like I was doing, I did a tower earlier where every single every single match I had in the tower, one, had made the ground just erupt in flames occasionally and damage any or damage me while I was in it the the person I was fighting was unaffected and it That's did like a significant obnoxious. amount of, it did like a, sni- a significant amount of damage and like it only took up a portion of the map but like the movement isn't really that quick in this game compared to like other like MKX or MK9 <clears throat> so like I'm yeah, you can't run so like I'm, you can dash a little bit you can but. dash but it's not very fast or like you don't dash very far so yeah. like I get caught in like the middle of this while I'm like and like they try to tell you like oh well you know the smoke on the ground and then it like shortly after it'll erupt in flame but like I'm fighting like I'm fighting something I'm I'm not paying attention to the fucking ground on the map I'm playing on so like there was like a number of fights that had the fire thing in there that like fucked me over like a couple of times and then there was pretty much the same effect but it was ice and if you're standing in there for, if you're standing in that area of the ground that was like frozen, if you're in there for too long, you would freeze. Doesn't matter what you were doing. If you were in the middle of a combo, if you were in that ice for too long, you're frozen, and it would just interrupt you. And it sucks. I hate yeah, that. That sounds terrible. That doesn't sound fun at all. There was another one that was electricity on the ground, and if you touch the ground and hit the electricity while it's happening, it stuns you. And this one, as far as I could tell, took up the entirety of the stage, and I don't think you could. Like it, at least as not for me, I couldn't tell if I could avoid it or not. Cause like I saw it happening and I j- specifically jumped to try to get out of the way and landed on it and it happened anyway. So I like I didn't know what to do with myself and I just died. That I, f- I f- did that fight like four times. I was like, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore. And I stopped. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm sure there could be some combination of like things like that that actually could be fun to do. But at the same vein, I can also imagine there's some combination of like of of like modifiers that could be like that that sound actually like this. Like, this there's some modifiers where like you know the, like you know the the opponent has like energy, which just like gives them a little bit more bonus damage and like you know draws you closer to them. All right, that's fine. Like I can work around something like that because like I can physically avoid this this fight. Like I can like either block or I can avoid getting hit. So I'm like okay. But when this shit happening on the ground, that is almost impossible to get out of because of how limited the movement is sucks there's also there was another modifier that i saw where they were called like vampiric missiles at least the ones i encountered were vampiric missiles where they just spawn in them on the background and just hone in on you and just hit you 
and like yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> like this one specifically, like it hit me. It did blood damage, quote unquote, which replenished my enemy's health. Oh, I was just gonna ask what that is. <clears throat> so, I was like, you know, I was fighting. It, it actually, it just happened to be Scarlet that I was fighting. Um, she hits me with the fucking. I get hit with the missile, which popped me up, and then she just comboed me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I I don't know. Like, and then me hit me doing combos to her, and then getting you know interrupted out of my combo because this missile came in and I can't do anything about it because I'm already committed to what I was doing then it's just like I, I it's just like it, it's like a kick in the balls for no reason and it, I, it sucks it's just like yeah and they try to give you like consumables to use to like help you on your end to like you know maybe like overcome like some of the more challenging ones but like some of the consumables are like you know take you know pop this and you get 50% health back but you only get like four of those at most maybe and that's if you're lucky enough to drop them from either another tower of time or the crypt I guess so it's like hmm. <clears throat> I don't know There's a, a, the, the consumables that you are given just are not enough to like like justify the fucking crazy shit that they give you the person you're fighting like I don't, as far as I can tell, at least, I haven't, like, actually gone through and, like, seen, um, like, all of the consumables. But as far as I could tell, I didn't see anything that was, like, pop this consumable and you'll take, like, 10% less fire damage or something. No, no, I haven't seen any of that. I know there's augments that you can, like, slot onto some, like, your gear um, that can give you, like, resistance to some things. It's slight, But it's, like, Like, minor. It's, like, 2% or, like, 5%. Yeah. Like, it's nothing, like, significant. And, like, it's almost like... And all that stuff only works offline. So it would be, like, single player. Like, that would be something that I would be using in the Tower of Time. Like, I would, you know... If I, for some reason, specifically going into a Tower of Time that was like, oh, it's all elemental shit that you're dealing with. Like, I could have a character that... A variation or something that's augmented to deal with all of these elements. It's just a lot of, like... It's a lot of weird things for the Tower of Time that just are a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, like, I want to do them because there's, like, some cool gear tied to it. But, like, at the same time, I'm, like, I don't want to deal with the frustration. Which sucks because I fucking love the game. I think it's incredible. But, yeah, I don't know. I I, I just... I'll try some more. And if I... Re- if it's... If I just can't, I'm just going to not do any more Towers of Time until I do something about it. And then I'll just continue going with the regular Towers for now. Because Towers actually give you actual endings. Seems like so far they've been pretty um, good with uh, the reversing the their act. mistakes. There's there are a lot of there's a lot of outcry about the towers of time two right now. Just so say player feedback, <coughs> their input on. I know it, a lot of people know. that are like you know big fighting game players like are not happy with the way the modifiers work. So it's another thing too. Like there was no quality testing. Like who tested that? I was like, yeah, this is fun. Like yeah, I don't, you know, somebody I don't was know. like, yo, uh, this sucks. Like, yeah, I don't, no I, one, I, no one said that. I don't know, honestly. Nah, or somebody whatever. said it and they just chose to ignore the person. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's yeah that that may be true. That's dumb, whatever. Um, Still a great game. But yeah, I I for the shortcomings, I can't praise the game enough. Like it, it did. It does so much right with like just the fighting game genre in general that like I it's just it's that, crazy. but see I think that's why the 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 shortcomings are, are so like kind of you know crazy because it's like 
you, this game is so good. It's so good. Yeah. You got a really good story. Like the, the the combat's probably the best it ever was. It looks great. The characters are cool. Like you got a good roster. Yep. Like why muck it all up with some dumb like uh, you know cosmetic shit and like weird modifiers? Like yeah, why did you why did you need you know well, I don't know. But yeah, no, it, it, it's it. I guess like because we've we've talked about the bad for twenty minutes and the good for not as much like. It, there's a lot more good than bad. Yeah, so, very much so. Like the the know. a lot of these characters, like a lot of the, the returning characters, have never looked better. Like just des- oh, yeah. like design wise, like um, Scorpion looks awesome, Sub Zero looks awesome, um, Noob Cybot looks awesome, Jax, Sonya, Casey, uh, yeah. Casey, Cassie, Johnny Cage, like they all look fucking incredible. Yeah, um, and the whole time travel aspect of the, the story, they is did a really. So f- fucking dumb but so great it's because so it's like, absurd it's so but it, it's done really because it's not really like a time travel thing it's just like it's a merging of timelines so like you know you, they're not jumping forward and back and like doing all this crazy shit so like they're well, able yeah. to like just merge these timelines and keep it there well, but the way they yeah. do it is fucking incredible like watching but the way they do it is, is incredible watching it's, watching it's young incredible. Johnny interact with like mature older Johnny is incredible it's great it's, it's fucking amazing yeah it's good or just, like, um, two Kados, like, an old Kado yeah, and a young Kado like, who become fucking bros. Yeah, they're just homies, like, just walking around, like, just, like, being assholes together. Like, it's just, like, yeah, it, shit like awesome. that. It's it's just fucking awesome. And Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've heard from, you know, numerous things that the story is, like, the best part, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the yeah, you can borrow that when I'm done, bro. The fucking Thanks, facial... Pat, how long did that take you? Uh, probably, like, eight hours... I'm like halfway through, Brian, so really I could probably beat it this weekend. But I'm going to try some other stuff. But I, I will inevitably pretty soon be, a fi- like, you know, sufficiently done where, you know, I feel okay stopping. So, um, right. Facial animations are incredible. Like, I, I, it blown, I was blown the fuck away with how well that they can animate, like, facial expression. It's incredible to me. Um, Ronda Rousey sucks. I was just gonna say yeah, Rod- she's really bad. No, yeah, not good. Not good she's not it's a like good a actress. She's not a good actress in general. As long if you could just keep yeah, her no, quiet no. and make her fight somebody, all right, fine. Well, not translate into voice acting, but like obviously, so it's just yeah, it's I don't know. She's like she she plays Sonya Blade and she is super bland. Oh, really? I thought she was Noob Sidebot. Yeah, she's Noob Sidebot. Um, <laughs> nah, she's just like super bland. Like, doesn't really have like show any like even like parts where there's supposed to be like some kind of emotion. It's just kind of like Cassie. No, like it's just like it's. it's it reminds me of the the uh, is it the trolls movie? They ate him, and now they're gonna eat one? me. <laughs> oh my god! Trolls just trolls too. <laughs> is that trolls too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that a lot. It's like real bad game it's fucking the story is incredible despite that and it's very impressive well i'm glad you guys are having a good time with it it's fantastic i'm having a great yay, time with it. Yay, yay, yay. uh i also i played in beat katana zero all right pat tell us about that it's really good i had a really good time with it um they do i've been hearing very mixed things about it no one said it's bad but like i've heard it ranged from good to like just okay well i mean it's I don't really want to compl- like compare it to Hotline Miami because it's not really like Hotline Miami. Um, I guess in terms of learning a level and kind of trying to beat it as quickly as possible, sure. And like getting patterns down, I guess. But like as a game, it's really not. Um, basically, play you play as a super soldier 
who's given this drug called Kronos that like ele- like allows you to like fuck with time basically. Um, and the main mechanic that they use it for is basically just slow down time. So like you can the certain thing like certain enemies that like attack just a little too fast for you to be able to ra- like react in time to like either dodge it or deflect it stuff like that. So they give you this mechanic that lets you do that kind of shit. Um, and it's all kind of portrayed as like a videotape, either pausing or slowing down or rewinding or um, fast forwarding or whatever. It's actually really cool how they like actually portray it. Um, at the end of right. at the end of every level, it also does like a replay of like what you just did and it's played to you back like as a videotape. Um, yeah, the story was confusing, kind of, because they don't really ever, like, go into detail about anything other than, like, Kronos, kind of, and things just kind of happen, and you just kind of have to just go along with it, I guess. Um, there was one, one level in the game where they, like, kind of... They they you play as a different character and it was fucking incredible and I wish you did more of that or like the whole game was like you playing as the main character whose name is Zero I guess I think it's Zero, um, and you play as a uh, this this other guy who's in the same Super Soldier program that you were, and he's like way fucking better and I like I just wanted to play as him like the whole time yeah. after I played <laughs> as him. I was like, why can't I do more of this? Like, this is fucking great. Like, I just want to keep this needs to keep happening. Um, that makes me really curious. Yeah, I was like, it like blew my mind because like you play as like your main guy for like, like wow, this is way more fun. Why? <laughs> yeah, because like you play as like your main dude for like three quarters of the game, and then like randomly, like you come home to like this tape, and it's a tape from a mission you had done earlier in the game where you like arrive and like everybody's dead. So you're like, well, what the fuck happened? So this tape is delivered to you, and you watch the tape, but as, like, you know, you put the tape in, and it plays, but you're playing as the guy that had, like, killed everybody. Okay. Kind of like with Hotline Miami when you show up in Biker, took everybody out, and then the story shifts. Yeah, kind of. Um, Okay. But you only do this for one mission, and then you're right back to your other guy. So, like, they give you, like, this small taste of, like, how badass this fucking dude is, and, like... It just, I was like, give me more of that. Like, I want to do all of that in all of the other levels. Cause this, is, like, this is really super fun. Like, he had, like, this dash ability where, like, you, like, trace where you wanted him to go. You can only go in a straight line. But, like, it creates, like, this big circle around him. And you can pretty much, like, 360 degrees, like, wherever you wanted to go with it. And anybody that was in that line, when you let go, would die, basically. Because you would just slash through them. And, like, they added some cool mechanics, like, involving that. Like, you had to, like, zip through, like, lasers with it and, like, like lasers and enemies and, like, all this cr- cool shit. And I wanted to do more of that, and it didn't let me. That's a bummer. But overall, the game was really good. Um, yeah, I can't really – there's not much else to say about it. Super basic, like, mechanics. You, you press X to hit stuff, and you press A to jump, and another one to dodge. So it's kind of, like – real basic it's just a matter of like kind of muscle memory and like getting levels down which is i guess where the comparison comes from for hotline miami but at least it's cheap yeah it was a uh, it's apparently i thought i played it for way longer guess i'm my my sense of time is super shitty 
But I only played it for like three hours, according to Steam, and I beat Steam's it. Seems kind of weird sometimes, though. So I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I would say probably like th- four to four to five. I would say maybe that Fair I played enough. it and okay. beat it, and it's I think what yeah. is it like fifteen bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fourteen ninety nine. So yeah, uh, I liked it. I didn't like, you know. I'm not trying to say that the game was bad, and then like I played that one part and it was good. All of a sudden, the game was good throughout. It was just that one part that was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Pat? Uh, no, no. Cool. Um. Well, besides Mortal Kombat, I have been playing. I know I talked to you guys about this off podcast, but uh, I've been playing Dragon's Dogma. I kind of it's kind of took a backseat um to play other stuff, but I do want to get back into it soon. Um, it, that just came out on Switch, so everyone's been kind of talking about it. I'm not playing it on Switch. Apparently, it works well on Switch, but it's a kind of like a really big, clunky game, so I don't know, you know, how well it runs, but apparently it's okay. But I'm going to play it on PS4. Um, it's really cool. It's a weird mix of, like, like Monster Hunter World, Dark Souls, Skyrim, and, like, Dragon Age. Like, it's it's... It's it has like elements of all of the things. It's 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 really cool. It's like a big open world uh, third person action RPG. It's squad based. You play with um, usually four people. Um, it's got some really cool mechanics. It, it uh, apparently the, some of the devs on it um, were from the for the Monster Hunter people, which kind of makes sense. Um, there was uh, it's uh, also made by Capcom too, so it's kind of like Capcom's take, I guess, on like a big open world RPG. Um, so. Combat is is kind of like uh, Monster Hunter in the sense that you like you'll like fight like creatures. So it's usually mythical creatures so far, like uh, like a chimera or like a you know like an ogre, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, so like you would like have to climb on top of the chimera and then chop its snake tail off, and then you can take the snake tail and you can make like boots with the snake tail parts. That's like very Monster Hunter esque, which is cool. Um, and it kind of, it's like, I think I'll say this to you guys, like, the combat is way better than, like, the regular gl- gameplay would, like, make it seem. Like, it does not look like it would be as fun and cool as it is, but it totally is, like, really fun. Like, every time you fight, like, something strong, it's, like, a pretty fun time. Um, yeah, you can climb the monsters and stuff. There's, like, a little gimmick to each fight. with each Yeah, that's monster. what I'm saying, you know, and there's a way to, like, fight all, like, the the major monsters. It's just, like, remember the first time, like, I fought, like, an ogre, like, I was like, uh, this is, this is fucking, this is a blast, like, this should I did not think this was going to be this fun. The one really cool mechanic that the game has that I know I talked to you guys a little bit about it's it's there's a you you're an arisen so you're kind of like kind of like a you know the savior of the world let's say and there's like this this race of beings called pawns they're not really humans they're kind of just like live to serve the arisen but they look like humans and uh, so you you have you make your own. And then you, other people could take your pawn into their game. Like, it's not taken away from you, but, like, your pawn will exist in this world where people can go and they can take your pawn and they can put it into their squad and then they're playing with your pawn and you could do the same for other people's pawns so you kind of make your squad like that you kind of go on like you know a home shopping network for pawns you go okay this guy can do this so i want him this guy can heal so i'm gonna take him um and usually you know you, you take the pawns that look like fucking like you know like, like a fucking, like, guy that has, like, a red face and, like, no legs. Like, you you know, you take the weird ones that, like, don't make sense. Or you take, like, like you know, the the people trying to make, like, other characters within the game. 
Um, and then your pawn can level up, and then when you, and then like I was saying this to you guys, which is a really cool mechanic. Like if your pawn goes on a certain mission with somebody else, when it comes, when you play that mission, eventually your pawn will like give you advice on how to beat the mission because it technically did it before. So they'll be like, oh, this enemy's weak to fire. Like I know that because I did it already. Or like, oh, if we go to the right here, we'll end up at this encampment. You know, which is a really cool, which is a really cool mechanic. Um, you could and play. You, you create your own pawn at you, the start of your adventure. You create one, yeah, and then the, uh, like your main one, who's always with you. The other two. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you mentioned that before. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned it quick, and then the other two that's with you are uh, like you know whatever you you get. So one thing I didn't realize what I did is that the pawns that you get are, are your level. It'd be kind of dumb if you could just recruit like a high-level pawn and that just brings you through the entire game. But you can recruit your friend's pawns. And obviously not many people I know have played this, but apparently Chris Brennan has played this game at some point because I was able to recruit his level 27 pawn at like level 6. And his guy's name is Grep, and he's like a weird wizard. And... I and I didn't okay. real I didn't realize that it, <laughs> what I like who that was until like I saw his name pop up. I'm like, oh, because Chris, Chris plays fucking everything. So like, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I'm able to do that, which is a little lame because then in my head I'm like, well, say I beat this game and I had, like I think uh, max levels 200 and let's say I end like around 100. Like, if one of you guys ever decide to play this game, you could just take my pawn, who's will be a high level and probably bring you through the entire game like that, you know. So I guess you kind of can choose it in a way. I don't know if they're there's ways around that. I'm not really sure. It's like your bread and butter, baby boy. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can't do it because you guys fucking didn't play this game, Pat. So whatever. I'm I'm doing. I'm laying the groundwork for you. Well, you use, um, Chris, you use Chris's pawn as a higher level he's, than you. And, and, he's yeah. a, well, he's a level 27. I'm almost level 27, and oh, I'm, right. I'm well, like there you go. maybe a third through the game. But uh, what? So like, there's a leaderboard for a leaderboard for pawns. Like, which ones like have done the most? And like, obviously, they're the ones that are really high level and really strong, and they cost like a currency to recruit. So like, you can't just go and recruit the best ones and then you're done. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a cool mechanic. The story is, you know, there's a dragon that wants to destroy the world. You got to stop it. There's not really. Dragon's dogma. Get it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there's not, there's not really much there. Like the, the actual gameplay, like moment to moment is pretty clunky. Um, like it, it's kind of, that's why it's like, kind of like Dark Souls E, like, like Dark Souls 1 E. It's an originally a 2012 game that was, that was remade Dark Arisen that came out on, on, uh, Courage and consoles, and like I said, just came to Switch. So it's 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 a it's a weird game. I think I think all of you guys would all like it actually. Like, I remember I, when know, it came out and playing the demo I, and enjoying I what played I played. It. You played it, Brian? You actually played yeah, the actual game? I played it, yeah, I played about four hours of it when it was on. I think when the, the PS release first hit PS4. Oh really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you like it? I don't remember you ever talking about it. Or maybe it was a PS Plus game. I remember I played it. Maybe it was on PS3. Did, did you play out? Yeah, I was saying, did you just play like PS3 at some point? Like, I yeah, think I think, I think the Dark Arisen came out on last gen too. Yeah, I think that might have been it then. Yeah, I'm having a hard time remember when I played it, but I remember like a lot of the stuff that you're saying sounds familiar. So yeah, I, I mean, I also brought that. up all this stuff. I think a couple weeks ago, so I don't know. Yeah, if that no, familiar, and but... it's not even just that. I just you know, obviously, I remember like the first two major boss fights where you have to like climb the snake monster and like the, that's like yeah, the you did. Yeah, I remember you remembered, or maybe you played the demo because remember like you remembered the demo. I played the demo. demo. I remember, oh, remember. Oh, I'm sorry, a bit sorry. Further than than that. That yeah. I, I mean, you talked about combat's but... all real time, right? Like I'm not remembering that correct. Like yeah, no, no, it's it's it, yeah, it, it's, it's like, think of think of just Monster Hunter. Like okay. that's kind of how combat plays out. It's yeah, very similar to Monster Hunter. I've yeah. I considered getting it for Switch, but I figured if I was going to replay it PC or on one of the consoles, yeah, I would say PC or consoles. I don't know. People have been playing on Switch and loving it. Like there's been a bunch of articles 
about it. So I guess it runs fine, but it's just kind of like a really big clunky game. When I think of games like that, I think of like yeah. PS4 or something. But definitely for but sure, it's good. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I kind of put that on the back burner for like some stuff, but I want to get back to it. And other than that, which like I won't say how long, but I'm playing a ton of fucking Pokemon. Let's go. I, I can just I, I was talking to Brian. I, I don't like having too many things started at once. And I had a bunch of games that I started on my Switch that I just couldn't finish. So I kind of said, like, I need to beat this. And, like, I love it. It's great. Like, it, I always I kind of always, like, forget how much Pokemon kind of, like, like wraps me up when I actually get into it. Um, so I'm probably, like, halfway through. I got, like, like four badges. Um, running around my little Pikachu. Just got a Gyarados. Uh, trying to level up my Ivysaur. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. It's fun. Also, I, uh, Andrew, let me borrow his little Pokeball thing. And, uh, last night I found out that, you, that each Pokeball comes with a Mew inside of it. So I was totally prepared to steal Andrew's Mew. But apparently he already, uh, took it. And I was a little upset about it. <laughs> so he didn't, he this didn't let me steal it. the shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's, Yo. it's fine. He's never gonna play that game. But yeah, no, it's fine. He already did it, so I couldn't steal it anyway. Oh, speaking... Um, but, Real quick. But yeah, literally four in the morning, I'm like charge up this fucking little Pokeball. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm Mew. Gonna steal this Mew. Yeah, and then when I got to it, it was like no Pokemon found in Pokeball. I'm like, fuck, Andrew, come on. But whatever, his, it was his. He's like borrow it. Can't be upset. Hopefully, he just doesn't listen to this part of the podcast. So I forgot to mention actually about Mortal Kombat. Um, there are like custom like variations you can make for every character, which is really cool. Um. Oh, yeah. Like, you can true. actually go, like, customize a character, add a skin, add some gear, and then actually, like, equip abilities to them that, like, you know, they wouldn't just have by default. So you can, like, mm -hmm. you know, equip this stuff that might, like, benefit, you know, benefit you towards more, more like, more towards, like, combos and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, on top of that, you can, like, name, you can give the variation its own name, which is also very cool. Um... So, like, Collector, who's the guy that I'm trying to, like, really learn right now, he's, like, a grubby, like, weird little six-armed man that just, like, collects stuff. And, like, his fate, like, when it, like, his main fatality, he, like, rips you to pieces and just, like, starts grabbing pieces of you and, like, putting them in his backpack and, like, all this shit. So, I, like, named one of the variations I named it Gimme Gimme just because, like, why not? That adds up. Hell yeah. And it's just, like, I, it's just, like, a cool thing because they, they added the variations as they are now, only, like, came into play in MKX, which was the last game. So, like, them kind of doubling down on that in this one. And, like, you know, you have two default, like, tournament preset variations per character. And then, like, you can create, like, I think two more or three more custom ones after that, which are all, like, you know, which you can make, like, very unique from one another, which is cool. That was it. That's all I wanted to add. No, it is. It's uh, definitely... Uh Cool. Yeah. Uh, Brian, have you played anything besides uh, Siege? Nope. Are you planning Lame on playing anything all. soon? <laughs> I mean, I jumped back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey this past weekend just because I haven't finished that yet, so slowly chipping away at that still. I am actually a little jealous of you because apparently the new DLC is really good, and I already sold it back and everything. So I, mean, I guess I could always just find a used copy, but like, uh, if you did get back into it, it would be... Would you play it on? Xbox, then I could just let you borrow my copy. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to take you away from it, but I, I did hear the new DLC is cool. So if you got into it again, and you know, you could jump right into that DLC because when I beat it, it was obviously when the first game first came out, so it wasn't out yet. But I did hear uh -huh. it's cool. So if that makes you feel any better, I, 
Yeah, I've heard that too. I just, I know that's like you have to get to the end of one of the storylines, and I just, the, at the rate in which I'm playing it, I'm not too sure when that's going to happen. True. So, well, if you do, um, if you do find yourself not playing it, I wouldn't mind borrowing it to try that yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. So. I'll th throw it your way. Um, no, but I'm jump back into that. When I first started it back up, I literally had no fucking clue, like what was even going on. It took a little while to get reacclimated to it, um, but it, you know, it's still very good. Can confirm. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's pretty much it. I'm gonna get Days Gone tomorrow, so I'll have nice. more on that. Yeah, I'm really curious uh, to hear your and Andrew's take on it next yeah, week. Yeah, like I initially saw some reviews and wasn't really certain what I was gonna do. Uh, it felt like to me like something I could just wait on and get it a little bit cheaper. But then I yeah. just like I started listening to some podcasts and reading a little bit more and just kind of seeing it was. It's definitely just one of those games that's gonna be decisive in terms of the opinions on it and there's going to just be big contrast for people that like it and people that don't like it yeah shinobi's so, tweet that andrew posted in the discord today about all the games that have landed in the sevens that were all good i was like i i like all of these games a lot and yeah these were you, all sevens. you don't and that's and the, well that's the thing and he was specifically using that as a reference point for metacritic um which metacritic is like the toughest and i guess like the most strict in terms of its score because it, it compiles like everything yeah. Because, like, in some of his examples, he uses the Evil Within 2, and I know specifically that Evil Within 2 got, like, an 8.5 from IGN and a 9.0 from Polygon, but its Metacritic score isn't great. True. And I, I played Evil Within 2. I loved it. I definitely wouldn't score that game in the 70s if I had to review it and give it a score. Yeah, um, no, there, me there was even There was even a few more in his, you know, uh, in that thread that were really good examples, and I think that it just goes to show... You know, that Metacritic and things like that. It just, it, you know, it's review scores specifically, you know, are something that are a bit trite, I guess. And, you know, are something that just oh, people will agree with or disagree with, you know. It just always goes back to the point that just, you know, create your own opinion, I guess. Yeah, at know? the same time, though, like, you know, I, I haven't heard a single sentiment that's like, you know, pretty much like it's not going to blow you away. Are you going to hate it? Probably not. But like, it's also not going to be like your the game of the year. But, you know, I guess yeah. everyone's different. But at least I, I feel like I, I kind of know exactly what I'll be getting with it, which is just something that I would much rather wait or borrow somebody or just get it on sale. That's just me, I guess. And there's other stuff coming out soon that I want to check out more. So, so. Yep, I totally get that. So, like I said, I'll, I should get it tomorrow. Hopefully I'll have some time this weekend. Uh, I'll definitely put more time into it this week. So next week's episode. Uh, we'll definitely have some more thoughts on that because I'm not really playing anything new to speak on right now. Cool. Um, so, Dan, if there's any news stories, what do we got? Uh, yeah, there's a couple things. Uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about it. I know this is a big deal for a lot of people, um, but there was a, a tease for a new Persona game on Switch, and a lot of people kind of thought that was going to be a Persona 5 port to the Switch, but it's actually not. Um, it's a Persona 5 in a... It's, it's Persona Five. It's a Persona Five game, but it's it, it's going to be in a Dynasty Warrior style beat 'em up. It's going to be called a, a Persona Five Scramble: The Phantom Strikers. So that's yeah, coming out yeah, for yeah. The, Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four. Pat, this pot sounds like something you would really like because I know you like Dynasty Warriors and uh, and Japanese stuff. So Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's no. I don't think there's a release date yet. Um, looks cool. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so if that sounds like your thing, that's that's coming out. Um, and then uh, the other kind of bigger news that happened this week is that um, it was reported that a cheaper Switch is coming in June um, that's going to be a more budget-friendly but also be a, uh, an upgrade from the current one 
Um, exact specs and details aren't really known at this point. Like, you don't really know what is going to be better about it if it just maybe is a little bit like kind of like a, a Vita type of situation where like they're downgrading certain things but upgrading certain things like maybe it'll be faster but the screen isn't as nice or maybe it's a little smaller or something I know we kind of all talked about how like we're all just a bunch of fucking idiots so like when we see the word better we're like oh yeah you know but but it might kind of be pointless um they're not there was also another report I think a day or two ago um, there's no plans to unveil it at E3, so we won't see what it is at E3. I'm sure there'll probably be an intended direct or something like that, uh, based, uh, solely on, you know, unveiling this and talking about it. Um, but, uh, I guess I, I, I know we were all kind of hoping for, uh, like, a you know, like a, like a double the price fucking crazy looking screen. So at I least don't know if I was... Maybe not double the that. price, but I was hoping, you know, I, that, well, at least for, okay, I was talking for myself here. I was hoping for, like... You know, a Switch Pro. I would have bought the fuck out of that. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm well, I'm perfectly content I with what I have. I I, I don't know. Uh, the, this doesn't entice me even slightly. Um, and unless they were like coming out with like a drastic change, like a Switch Two or something that was like significantly, significantly better than what I have now, I'm really not looking. Well, that for... that's what I meant. This doesn't interest me at all. But if they uh, announce a Switch Pro or whatever they want to call it, that was a substantially better version of, my, of the Switch that I have now, I would have bought that on heartbeat. Well, that's my thing, is that, like, would a Switch Pro be, like, a half-step, like the PS4 Pro, or would it be, like, a Switch 2? Like, I, I I don't even think I would go for, like, a Switch Pro, like, if it was, like, a half-step. Like, I don't play it enough to warrant Same. me But maybe you dropping, would if it was better. I, yeah, but I, would, I still don't think I would, because there's not, huh. like, the games aren't, like, the games that I want to play... You know, sit You're down. Not playing and, like, them on I'm Switch, not yeah. playing them on the Switch, so it's just like you know, it's it. I use it primarily for like you know indie games or something that I think would be played well on the Switch. Yeah, um, I get you. So like it's you know something like that. Like unless unless they were announcing like a whole like a Switch two, like I don't know that even like a Switch Pro, like you said, would make me care. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. I I, I really don't know. I I guess I understand like the budget version of it. It gets it in the hands of more people. It gets, like, families buying two of them because, like, they see, like, oh, you know, it's shared amongst the house a lot. Like, we can pick up another one cheaper that does pretty much all the same stuff. You know, like, I can understand it from that perspective for sure. Um, but, like, I think we're all in agreement here. Like, a budget version of it doesn't really interest any of us. No, that doesn't do anything, anything for me. Even if it's I, better, I can imagine it's, it's, be- it's I a I mean, if it's going to be better, the only way I see it being better is on battery life. Yeah. Or if just faster, like it's not going to be a better screen. It's not going to be bigger. I, I just you know? have a hard time seeing them release a cheaper version of the Switch and then touting that it's better than the current version that they're still selling. Well, the, this, the, the, it's quoted. They're quoted saying it's a modest upgrade. So whatever you, you know, whatever you want to say that is. So I don't, right. I don't know. But that's true. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. It's when also it's actually revealed. Yeah, it's not like actually revealed yet, right? No, no I think no, a lot no, of the no, rumors no. are saying that it's like it's handheld only, like dockless. Or something is what I, I've I've read a few in a few places, which would also suck. They haven't officially like announced it, but it's like it's like that's like the report. Like it, it's it's it looks like it's gonna happen, but they haven't confirmed it a hundred percent yet. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, that's uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they they also might be waiting to announce uh, uh, also like a better version of one. I you know I don't know. I know there are people out there that play like Mortal Kombat and those type of games on. The Switch, so I'm sure those people would fucking love a Switch Pro, 
You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, you know, you see it all the time. People talk about how, like, they really don't play their Xboxes or their Playstations because they're playing their Switch. And that's what they, that's what they want to play because it's easy. So, like, those people, you know, which, like, there are a lot of them would love something like that. Yeah. But for us, we, we like our dumb, big-ass computers that can play things in, in fucking 1440. And that's what we want, you know? So, like, a, a, a you know, a little Switch handheld that we really only play fucking indie games on. You know that doesn't interest us, but I, but I can I, I can imagine yeah. there's a very large market for like a, a better switch. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, either way that it goes, if they just release a budget or if it's both at some point. I mean, from from like a business standpoint, it makes sense for them to do this within the next fiscal year because of the new console generation. Yeah. Um. So it does keep Nintendo kind of fresh and in the in the runnings with both Microsoft and Sony. So not to say that the Switch isn't selling well because I always feel like it, it is every month. It's still pretty high up in terms of like in competition with both, um, you know, Microsoft and Sony. But yeah, in people terms fucking of, love that shit. The Switch, yeah, it's, you it know. still sells well. It's still you know a big marketable console. Um, but in terms of like games, you know, they're they're definitely right now Nintendo first parties lacking in a big way. Um, oh yeah, so for sure. Ma- That's- so sales specifically could be coming from new hardware. Well, yeah, that's what uh, they were saying because the only the next thing that like their next first party game that's coming out is uh, Super Mario Maker Two comes out in June, so that's why people were kind of saying I, that I maybe need, and, they could be announced and, at E three. Yeah, and as cool as Super Mario Maker Two is, and I think that that's like, you know, uh, will sell well for them. It's not as big as a Zelda or a oh, Odyssey. No, no way, no. That's it's kind of like a deep cut for Mario fans. Like people will pick it up. Like maybe one of the four of us will pick that up. Well, you know, I wouldn't like, say a, a deep cut, but yeah, I do agree with you. Where it's it's not. I don't as, know, I, man. There, there's like an outcry of fans. Like people come out of the woodwork for fucking Mario, but for Super Mario Maker, it's not like that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I disagree a little bit but from what the I've perfect, heard. I, like, the example that I will give you is that like my brother who doesn't play or give a shit about video games ever. Like when he saw Super Mario Odyssey like being promoted, he was like, "Oh, new Mario games out! Like, that's kind of cool." Super Mario Maker, not going to have the same impact. Okay, yeah, in that sense, I get what you're saying, you know. But I, I, I think there's more uh, of a following for... I think Super Mario Maker was, like, one of the most... Was, like, the highest-selling game on Wii U or something. I don't, I, I don't want to quote out of my ass here, but it was it was something like that. I don't know, but I guess there is we'll... There is a, an alarmingly large amount of people that love Mario Maker. Yeah. Okay, I don't. Fair enough. For, we don't. I mean, I know none of us really care. Yeah, maybe Andrew will get it and I was uh, fuck gonna, yeah, around I was with say, it twice. Out of, the four, out of the out of four of us, and we're all pretty fucking sweaty video game dudes. Like, who the fuck out of us is playing Super Mario Maker? Paddy's fucking nerd. Nah. Yeah. Shut. Yeah. None of us. That's the answer. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Zero I would buy interest. a new Mario game, but I'm yeah, I'm not buying Mario Maker. I always said, like, I appreciate what it does and what people did with that game. And, like, when it was out for Wii U, I would always, like, see, like, something. I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, maybe I should try that. And then, like, I kind of think, like, for two seconds, I'm like, nah. (laughs) And then I don't try that. So. Yeah. Um, So one more quick thing before we go, which is just a funny story. Well, I guess not... Totally funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Pat. Have you? Did you read about the the uh, Super Smash Brothers melee player who got a crab thrown at him? A crab? A crab? Yes, like an actual. Legit, the crab, crab. The crab was dead. Uh, the, the actual, actually, Polygon article is the the title is "Fan Assaults Top Smash Bros. Player with Crab at Tournament," <laughs> and then like and then like the the like the subheadline says the crab was dead. Um, 
So apparently, I, I didn't know this. I kind of fell down a hole. I know Ben was talking about it on uh, on Bobcast this week, Brian, which I know you listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, there is a guy in the Smash Bros. Melee scene who is one of the best players. His name is Hungry Box, and he plays Jigglypuff. But apparently, the way he plays is like kind of lame, very defensive, like not fun, not flashy to watch. Um, to the point where people are kind of talking about how he is killing the scene. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know enough to talk about it, but apparently it, it, the way he plays is pretty controversial. So uh, apparently he won at a tournament uh, last week, um, and somebody threw a crab at him after <laughs> his victory. They, they threw it at him on stage, um, which sounds just like a, a, a wacky thing. Um, you know, I, I, his tweet says, sorry for losing my temper. Someone threw a fucking raw crap at me. Uh, barely missed my head. What the fuck, man? So, um, apparently, in his chat, because I think one of the one of the main concerns this brings up, kind of like how he's, he's so good at the way he plays that no one is really able to beat him, which kind of shows that, like, methods for playing this game are dwindling like there's not new ways to play like it's like almost like he has found the the best way to play that game for the highest success rate even if it's not flashy again i don't want to talk too much about it because i don't look an idiot so apparently when uh on his twitch chat a lot of times people will comment a crab emoji and then like the game is dead and then a crab emoji, which is like what people spam in Twitch chats all the time, which is where crab came from. Kind of like a real life representation of something someone would say in a Twitch chat, which prompted some boy somewhere to carry a crab around all day into a convention center to throw it at a guy on stage playing a video game. Can't believe he got in with it. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess they didn't search too hard for a crab. (laughs) Um, but I, I thought they, it was asked him, they asked him what up what was up with it, and he was like, "Yo, it's my lunch." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna crack this open and eat it in the middle of a, a middle of a fucking Smash Bros. tournament. So that I just thought that was really funny. Um, and it's also crazy to me that that game came out like 15 years ago, and people like there's still that much of a community around it. It's yeah. nuts. Goes to show how how well that game was balanced and made. Like obviously they haven't updated that game in. You know, thirteen years probably so, it's, or uh, at all because it was back on, on GameCube. GameCube. There's um s- such a big community around Melee that every single time a new Smash Bros comes out, they all get into like an uproar and try to shut it down. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that's kind of stemming from uh, you know, uh, Smash Ultimate because and then just you don't know. and then just don't refuse to stop playing Melee. They refuse. Doesn't matter how good the next Smash Bros is, they refuse. Well, Pat, if you really want to show, you know how much this bothers you, get a Doesn't couple crabs. Get a couple crabs. Yes. Go to the next. Yeah, go to Pat, the next sh- crabs. Shower you in dead crabs. Start throwing cra- no live, fought live actual crabs. crabs. <laughs> Just bring a bucket of water and crabs in there. It's like chucking those around. You'll get it shut down real quick. Oh, You'll man. be the the hero we all need, not the one we deserve. Oh, it's a funny story. Yeah, well, that's I just it. Picture that's some man in like week. picture some man in like the middle of a crowd. It's like I, gripping, I just, gripping this dead crab. Like oh, that's, it's almost time. That, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I'm picturing like imagine sitting next to that dude. Like you don't know him and you just look over. He's just holding a crab. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? He's gonna eat that. And then he's just like, looking all sweaty, like the fucking Unabomber before he set off the bomb. And he's just like, like he's like, is this guy? What the fuck's this guy doing? And then he just <laughs> chucks the crab. You know? Oh, oh god. Man. 
There is a clip of it if you would like to watch. Multiple, multiple angles. Yeah, multiple angles. <laughs> it's a good time. Like, but uh, that's all the news I got, Brian. Uh, it was <laughs> very riveting stuff, Dan. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm uh, just doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> Everybody needs to know about the crab. Yeah. Any off-topic stuff there, my boys? Really excited for Endgame. Seeing it Sunday. Endgame of Thrones. They all die. Same. Wait, you're seeing Every, it Sunday, Pat? Every no, night. I'm just excited to see it. Oh yeah, I know. I know it's a, it's that you know everyone's seeing it right now. So I'll, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it a little bit next week, or at least me and Andrew will. But um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't really have anything off topic. Um, nope. Nice. Cool. <laughs> I watched all of Escape at Danamora last weekend. I don't and still don't really know what that is. It's amazing. <laughs> So back in 2015, there was two gentlemen that escaped from a prison that's in upstate New York. Okay, and um, they did a show about it. That like Shawshank Paul... Redemption style. A little different. Dan. Like, did the two guys that escaped do the show? So now they, everybody knows where they are. Mm. <laughs> no. That was very clever. Uh, Paul Dano, Benicio del Toro, Patricia Arquette—they're uh, all the, the leads in it. They're all cool. fucking. Incredible. Where do I watch it? Showtime. Okay. Don't have that. Fucking get it, loser. No. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Uh, it does. It's like it, if I didn't really know the story that well, like I remember hearing about it in 2015, but I obviously don't remember the specific details. Um, but the way that the show portrays it, it obviously like sets it up in the sense of like it shows you like for the first it's I think it's six or seven episodes. They're all like an hour piece. Like one through four is like them escaping. And then, like, episode five or six is, like, gives you the backstory on these people. So, like, you're rooting for them, you know? Like, you you always want to, you like, you know, f- go for the underdog. But then, like, you get reminded, like, oh, no, like, they were lifers in prison. Like, they're fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, so then, like, it totally changes the dynamic, like, comes to a screeching halt. And, like, the last episode, it's just like, oh, oh what the fuck? Like, yeah. your brain is just, like, in, a, in, like, a pretzel. It's wild. Yeah. That's what's it kind of reminds me of uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Because, like... That Gerard, movie was fucking wacky. The movie was great, and Gerard, like he's like start out, he starts out as such like an innocent guy, and you're like, oh, poor guy, and then like he's just fucking like, like he becomes a becomes a terrorist. That's uh, Jamie Fox, right? Jamie Fox, Gerard Butler, and yeah. it's not not a bad else? movie, not one of my favorites, but no, I totally I get, I, I totally, great. I totally get the comparison there for yeah, sure. Just, but but this is like real life, like actual happened, like Dano, yeah. Del-, Del Toro, and Patricia Arquette, like they're all real, portraying real people, and like you could find interviews of all of them, and like the way that they are portraying these characters, it's incredible. So yeah, yeah. Uh, very 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 good. I would recommend it for anybody out there. Um, but yeah, Hell yeah. Uh, everybody's going to die in Game of Thrones. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> spoilers, Brian. Yeah, all the spoilers. But yeah, I think that wraps it up. Um, wrap we have, up. Make we sure have you wrap special, it up. I, I'm trying to. Uh, special special shout out for our homie Banshee in the Discord. It's his son's second birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, birthday so number ha- two. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday to the little homie. Um Hope it's hope it's a good one, my man's. Yeah, man. Dan, Dan didn't have a, a good second birthday. He could tell you exactly how that went down. Yeah, it was horrible. I um, my mom got drunk. Uh, and my dad got drunk. Your mom is such a sweetheart. I picture I her t- 
like having one wine cooler. And just, <laughs> <laughs> Actual funny story. So my mom, yeah, does not like does not drink uh, or a- anything. Like she is such a like a prude in every way possible. She's a very much a mom, and uh, my dad is the opposite. But uh, so when I was like that age, where like I didn't really understand alcohol, but I knew like what it was. I went to a wedding with my parents, and she actually drank. And I and like literally, I remember like and like my dad always drank, so I, I you know I knew that was coming. Like my sister snuck like wine coolers in. Everyone was drinking. I was at that age where I was still like alcohol was just scary to me. Like you know what I mean? Like I understood it, but it was just like not something I was ready to do yet in my life. Mm-hmm. And I went downstairs because I knew my mom was going to be sober because everyone else was drunk. And I watched her do a shot of tequila rose, and it broke me. <laughs> I was so scared. I literally went like into like a room and just laid down and didn't talk to anybody because I was like, my mom's fucking drinking. Everyone's fucking no one's gonna protect me if someone tries to invade the house right now and i was very upset so that wasn't literally i still remember today and i always mess with my mom about it because literally i think that was the last alcohol no to drink she had me. i was honestly bro i was distraught i was like my mom's drinking my fucking everyone's drinking and i'm and i i'm so scared like i was terrified i just felt like everybody was drinking i didn't know what was going on you that know i was like like uh, 12 maybe i you know i was young your dad reminds me of like Willie Nelson, like with his like with his like uh, yeah. his head his bandanas he wears on his forehead. I don't know. I've he doesn't dad, do that anymore because he doesn't really go outside. But yes, yeah. I just picture your dad wearing a bandana, like drinking a Bud Light, yeah, and just chilling. Nat- natural light. He like he likes. Oh, the natty light. Cr- Sorry, yeah. The, the real natty. cream of the crop. <laughs> Yeah, Dan's dad knows how to class up a joint. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, my dad actually has to drink in like two years, surprisingly. But yes, uh, yes, very Willie Nelson like. Yeah, but, that was uh, like I think the first time I ever met him, he was sitting in the garage with the head with the bandana on, drinking a natty light, chilling oh, in a fold. He's up been chair, doing that since I was like, a kid. Brian, oh, Brian yeah. can contest yep. to that. He's been That's, doing that forever. That oh, paints man. a vivid picture, Pat. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, my second birthday, uh, yeah, was also terrible. Uh, my mom, my mom got me baptized with a Monster Energy drink. Um, on my second birthday. That's why Dan's so fucking sick. <laughs> yes, I'm so fucking sick, dude. And then, uh, yeah, my, uh, yeah, and my dad took me to Taco Bell for my, my, for, uh, yeah, okay, that's it. Jesus, Dan. You, I, you made me start that story. You, you, you forced me to. Yeah, it. but like, you could have cut it off once you were done telling the actual story. <laughs> I mean, thinking about me getting, a, getting, a, a for effort, man. A me, for effort. Me, well, think about me getting baptized at two years old. With a monster energy drink sounds kind of sick, though. It does. I am picturing the priest like using one of those like college, like, like how s- you shot, like you shotgun, like a like a ripper thing, like the top things, and yeah. then just like dousing you in that. Yeah. No, it was like like we were up at the, like the, the fucking altar or whatever, and like he's about to dip me in the water, and then my dad like taps him, he's like no, 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 he's like here you go, and handed him handed him like a handed him like the monster can, and then he did like the fucking like you know like the hang loose hand. I was symbol. just gonna say, does he tap on the shoulder like <laughs> no, 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 and then a quick, <laughs> my son's <laughs> fucking sick. A yeah, quick, then, a quick snap zoom. He's got sunglasses and he just a quick guitar riff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the priest is like, "Oh, I got you, I got you." And then, and then he just pours it all over me to the point where I almost drowned. Nice. But then I grew a, go- uh, a goatee immediately. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm a gamer. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Gross. You know, actually, speaking of real quick before we go, oh, I no. still find the fact oh, that oh, like no. that like advertising still doubles down to the whole like gamer for like, the gamers I was, like i was talking to pat about this like uh about to do gamer fuel is a very good drink and it's a very good soda but it's so absurd like it's literally says on the bottle i think designed for gamers and it's like 
What the fuck is designed for gamers? The fact that there's a grip on the can, so when you're fucking having a sick gaming session and you're sweating, you can you, <laughs> yeah. you can pound you can pound your Mountain Dew easier. Like it's just like what like what actual gamer outside oh, of like a twelve year old out there is like, oh, this thing's fucking sick. It's got a grip on it. It's got or a like, tab. You can close it again. Or if you still if you walk uh. by like games like any new game, especially around the Call of Duty time of the year in a Target. There's always Doritos, Doritos and Mountain Dew, or some type of soda. And in my head, <laughs> yeah, dog, I'm like, I used to work at Target, and when I have to, like, I used to have to set that shit up in the morning because I would be there at like 6 a.m. Yeah, and like for all the new releases on like Tuesdays and Fridays, they'd be like have me set like those displays and stuff, and I'd have to like carry over like cases of soda and bags of Doritos and just be like, yo, this this is, is for me. It's just like amazing. Like it's just like the fact no, that me like, and the dude know. I worked with were both like into video games, and we would always just be like, you know, like low hanging fruit. Just like, oh god, this is terrible. Like, what right? are they doing to us? Like, like it's almost like the, this like, isn't uh, us, man. Like that's what I'm saying. The people who are making those decisions are definitely not actual gamers because you know, unless you're 13. Like I really don't think like you know, every time I'm I'm playing a video game, I'm like, oh man, I wish I was. Munching on some Doritos and chugging Mountain Dew, right? I the mean, best, I always kind of wish best, I was doing and that. Like, but. The best that it would do is when new sports games would come out, and I hate yeah. to say it, but it's the truth. Some greasy Dorito man is playing Madden, <laughs> like, mm, I love football. Yeah, you know, if you're fucking getting to a Target when it's opening up on, like, a fucking Friday. Buy like, Doritos and Mountain Dew. Well, to, to get, like, the new Madden, and you're also, like, like picking up a case of Code Red. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Something I guess is adding up. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I fucking love Mountain to do, and I love Doritos, and I love video games. But I just feel like if they all happen Never at the same, at the same time, time. <laughs> I, I, I literally just will just tur- I will just turn into like a fucking the nexus like, of the universe. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, I will, I will, yeah, black hole. I will. Su- I will suck the universe inside me, and I just can't let that happen. <laughs> I cannot unleash my true power. Not yet. Not yet. One day. One day I will ascend uh... to the game. The gamer. Gamer world. Uh, yeah, okay. we gotta stop this. Yes, uh, that was another episode of the OK Gamers podcast. I'm Brian here with Dan and Pat. You can find me on Twitter at Zinzer Brian. You can find Dan at DNO and Pat at PC Mirth. And if you guys want to talk to us more, you can jump in our Discord, OKGamers.com. We'll link you to an invite. Um, if you guys listen on SoundCloud or iTunes, well, maybe not SoundCloud, but I know on iTunes you can rate or uh, leave a comment, so please always do that. That's always welcomed. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Dan Pat, enjoy the remainder of your lives. Enjoy the remainder of your lives. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah.